So do not be alarmed. Amen. Amen. Did you hear the word of the Lord? Yes, sir. Do you want to read it again? Yes, sir. Let's read that again from verse 14. Three, two, one, go. The nations you will dispossess, listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you. Yes. From among the You must listen to him. For this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire anymore, or we will die. The Lord said to me, What they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name, or a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods is to be put to death. You may say to yourselves, How can you know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message that the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously, so do not be alarmed. Amen. 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 You heard the word of the Lord from Deuteronomy. Did you hear that word? Yes, sir. Did you hear that word? Yes, sir. Okay, and the Lord is speaking about a prophet that he raised for the nations. Mm. I need you all to understand very simply that the church is not a building. The church is the man who speaks in the name of the Lord. That is the church. The church is a prophet. And people follow the prophet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Are you guys with me? Yes, sir. Okay, so Pastor Gabby is here. Pastor Vince is here. Pastor Evan is here. Pastor Alex is here. Pastor Ray. Pastor Mimi. Very good. All the pastors are here. And of course, the evangelists and ministers are here. I love these kind of meetings because they're like caucus meeting kind of thing. So I want to infuse some word into your heart. That you take forward going into the weekend as Pastor Toby will lead us into the word on Thursday, Friday. But it is speaking about a prophet. And for you to understand that you are nothing less than that. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. What does it mean to be a prophet? Does anyone here know? What does it take to be a prophet? Just just let me know from your from your thoughts or your expectation, what, what do you perceive to be a prophet? No one wants to stand. What's the prophet? A man of a messenger from the Lord. A messenger from the Lord. Okay. Someone who speaks the counsel of God. Someone who speaks God's counsel. Do you know what counsel means? What does counsel mean? The way you just said someone who speaks God's counsel. We now know counsel. 
Uh, do you know? Yes, I do. Okay, so what does it explain? Because I know Jerry doesn't know council. Do you know what council means? No, no, there you go. So. What's the word? Sorry. What's the word? God's opinion concerning this. It's God's opinion. Rightly, shall we proclaim the word and follow instructions? God's instructions. Someone proclaims the word and follows instructions. Someone who's in right standing with God. Someone who's in right standing with God. Everybody else, let me know what they believe is a prophet. Precious, you don't want to say anything. No? I think what you're all saying, though, is in line. I just looked at the definition of counsel. It says advice, though. Someone who gives advice. Someone who gives advice. Even though they speak in something to a nation, the nation doesn't necessarily have to. They don't need to obey. Interesting. So, someone who speaks advice from another source. And I'm speaking, I want to I spend this evening now just cementing um, some words from Pastor Alex, but I need you to take your mind into a new zone, which is, I am God's prophet. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean to be God's prophet? It is that I speak in the name of the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? I speak in the name of the Lord, but I cannot speak in God's name if I already carry a name. Does that make sense to you? If I already have a name, I cannot speak in God's name. So something must qualify a prophet to speak in God's name is that he must be a man without a name. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean to be a man without a name? I realized that what David was was a man without a name. Mm -hmm. David was a man without a name because his birth was already very debatable. Born from a one-night stand and abandoned to the wilderness, so his father did not see him as his son. He said, I have a son at the backside of the wilderness. To me, he should not be in my house, so I put him over the wilderness sheep. The sheep that I would never need to see in the quarters of my home, because he does not bear my name. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand now that everything in this life of ours, in this world of ours, listen to me carefully, in this world of ours, what we are attached to and what we progress in is we progress in the the direction of our name. Mm -hmm. Your father, your mothers had a direction, a journey in life, Mm -hmm. and that name is the journey that you would have continued if you rest inside that name. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about bloodline or DNA. I'm just saying the name. Yeah. Have you met people who are so proud of their family name? Mm. Have you met them? Yeah. Have you met how they brag about their moms and dads? Mm. Have you met poor men? I've, I know someone whose dad is a cab driver and he, he loves his father's name. Mm. So I, I should have understood that by the way he's raised his family, the, the perception of his father, yeah. I should have known that this man would, he was going to end up back to carry on that name. Yeah. I would be surprised if I meet him in his 30s and he's not a cab driver. Yeah. And if you want, if you, if you want to say to me, oh, people was wrong with cab driver, there's something very wrong with the cab driver. In our community, we can't afford any more cab drivers, guys. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. If you're coming from Williams' community of white people, yes, they, 
they can afford car driving, not this one that is Malaysia, but they can afford it because they already have Vladimir Putin's and co. Mm. Is there Vladimir Putin where you come from in Accra? No, you cannot afford that. You can't afford that. Every Ghanaian that comes to London ends up being a barber. <laughs> yeah, there are certain roads for every different community. Ghanaians in Borussia, uh, I don't know, Nigerians, I don't know what you guys do. Is it? Polish have now been builders now. Yeah. If there's no way a, you meet a young Polish boy in primary school, his name is calling him back to that blocks of building. Mm. If he don't do something about it, if that's what he's going yeah. to be. Mm. That's what he's going to be. So I'm looking at the name and I realized something about Jesus is that Jesus was already living a life of risk. Yeah. The life of risk was that he did not have a birth certificate. Wow. Jesus was an illegal immigrant in the country. He thought, listen, I want you to step out of a place called normality because name is what will make you normal in a society. Name is what people record on database. Your family's name is recorded. Their blood is recorded. There is a reason why the father girls are allowed to live in the country because their name has been recorded in the system. Do you understand? So if we look up father girls, there is a way they should look and behave. There are, there are jobs that they should do, but not for Jesus. He was an illegal immigrant. Jesus did not have the right to step on a throne because he's not actually a human being fully. He's a fully human, but he's also a fully God. Yeah. I'm going to take you guys somewhere so that when I come back to what I just said now, you'll get what I'm trying to say. I'm saying to you that what God has done for us is he's trying to raise prophets for a nation. To raise a prophet... First of all, you must raise a man who is nameless because that man must now take on the name of the Most High God. So that man must be nameless. He must not come from a household. So when they introduced Elijah, they could not tell us about his mother and father because Elijah has abandoned his family name. Do you get what I'm trying to say to you? The name is what connects you to where you must sit. So he said, if there is any man who, any prophet that speaks in my name, you must listen to every word that he says. Mm. And now I understand the season we were in, in that God is trying to raise prophets for this nation. Now, all of a sudden, the name that you carry is being defamed. Do you know what it's called to be? Defamation of character. Mm. Defamation of character means that you have a character you have a mode, there is a look to you that is respectful. No matter what Edwin does, even though she gets into the word and prays and gets into the word and prays with us, even though she does that, deep down in her heart somewhere, there is something called pride of character. Mm-hmm. That thing will never allow her to behave abnormally because according to the name Lufadeju, there is still some put-togetherness there. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. There's still some sort of put-togetherness there that she must adhere to. So her parents are still fine with her coming to Spark Nation as long as she doesn't tamper with that thing. Mm. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. As long as she don't tamper with that thing at the bottom of her heart, 
They're very fine. She can say she's doing takeover today and she can say she's doing rally tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But they know there is still a remote control at the bottom yeah, of her heart yeah. that spells the name Lufa Deju. Yeah. That means you are a respectful person to a degree. Even though you may be around a Pastor O, mm -hmm. yes, it's fine, but we understand that Pastor O doesn't carry our name. Yeah. So yeah. you can be a pastor alongside him as long as you remain Lufa yeah. you, you will still be a respectful pastor, a pharmacist lady, because you carry the name of something that has a certain frame. Yeah from generations and generations past yeah. with that name we can determine what you will look like what your family will look like mm. with that name we can determine what your family in the future will look like it is called a name i need you guys to understand that a name carries so much identity to it but there are these guys called prophets and prophets are people who are nameless people. Prophets and priests are different. Mm. You see, priest is a family thing. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. God called priests out of a family. They are the Levites. There is a way they look. As you see a Levite, you see a priest. But you see a prophet. He is like one crying in the wilderness, wearing camel um, leather mm -hmm. and eating locusts and drinking honey. Mm -hmm. Imagine a man that when he's thirsty, he has to drink honey to yeah. quench his thirst. Imagine the voice of a man who drinks honey to quench his thirst. When he's been shouting in the desert and there's no water. Imagine a man who, out of hunger in the wilderness, has to eat grasshoppers. Grass, plenty grasshoppers, he pours them in, down his mouth and after pouring them down, he drinks honey just to wash it down and he begins to continue speaking the word. Imagine the kind of words that come out of it, such a man's mouth. Hmm. I want you to understand what God is raising, being prophets. These are nameless men. Everything in your life that brought you to a place of being normal, there are things in your life that 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 section you into normality. There's something I'm trying to read. I'm trying to say something. Because ah, listen, do you know that as much as you want to display faith and supernatural, there's still something that keeps you grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're you, have you ever had that feeling where I'm going to be bold today, but as you get close to the time of boldness, you still feel like I'm still being yeah. I don't want to be this person. I don't yeah. want to be me. I need to break out of this thing yeah. now. And you're determinedly trying to. Mm -hmm. You're trying to break out of yourself. But it is something called family name. Mm -hmm. It is respect. It is, it is everything you hold on your shoulder saying, I need to live up to this. So when Pastor Alex's mom is calling him, she's calling him out of... This is our family. Yeah. You are disgracing our family. Mm -hmm. There's a way we look. Mm -hmm. We don't sound like this. We don't do this stuff. They, they're appealing to him because they need him to know stop behaving like an illegal person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here is Jesus. And God had to make sure that there is some... So when God raises a prophet, I need you to know why you're here now. When God raises a prophet, the first thing he does, he must give him a thorn. That thorn is a reason why he must... Uh, that thorn is why he cannot be a part of society. Mm. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 
Pastor Tori now has a thorn. With that thorn is the reason why he goes ballistic every Sunday because he, in his heart, he believes that this Sunday may be his last. Mm -hmm. The first thing when someone comes to this country without papers per se, when they come to this country without papers, the first thing they do is they look for an opportunity to get the papers. Mm -hmm. they, need, they need a status in order to approve their citizenship. Yes. If I can approve my citizenship, then I can live like every other citizen. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I need to stay in a place of risk. I need to remain illegal because it is it is my it is my immigration status that will depict how I behave in the place of society. He said when in Israel when would the Jews behave like the Jews? No, for this one I tell you now. I really hope I hit the zenith with this one. I'm really getting into you guys. If not, I'm I'm God anyway. Lord, you know Amen. You know. It is, it is like this. If I need to save a society, I cannot behave like them. Yes, Everything in your life, every friend, every person in your life, they are there as voices to bring you into normality. Yeah. 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 Normality is an evil thing. Normality is an evil thing. This thing called being normal, it is actually a section of created by society by the percentage of people who broke out of it they did not want others to join them as in the outer space of what they broke out so they created passports to keep them in do you do you know that there are people who live in a country that don't depend on a passport do you know that they're still citizens of the country but they they live past the boundaries of the passport because they themselves are accredited as a nation. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> so this guy called Bill Gates now, he's called into the General Council of Nations. He's called into the G7 and the G20 to sit and stand as a nation and, and give solution as a nation as well. This man, if he, this man can be citizen of any country. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to zone closely, slowly into a name because that is what we are all here to lose. When I came into this mission, the first thing was to make me either in debt, in distress, or discontent. I need you to understand. When you came into this mission, you must just be, you must take the shape of one of these yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Mm. David cannot lead people who don't look like this. Mm -hmm. And anyone that has le left the mission doesn't look like that. That is David's soldiers, his shepherd, his sheep. They look like these three. Not all of them are in debt, but some are. Mm -hmm. The ones who are discontent, they have, yeah. but they're discontented. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you know what it means to be discontented? Yeah. They know that they're not, it, they don't have, a, like, they've not achieved enough. Mm -hmm. There's a dissatisfaction inside them mm -hmm. that does not, have you seen someone who's socially awkward? Mm. The, the socially awkward people who they genuinely feel like there's more to something around me but I don't know how to articulate yeah. it discontented there are people who are distressed they may have millions but they're distressed mm. if you're not one of these three people you cannot fuck David mm. 
You can't follow David. David, a man without name. So this is it. It is a calling to a status that allows you to operate freely in this world, which is abandoning the name you came with. And I'm not speaking about your surname, your family's surname. I'm speaking about an ideology that came from a house you were in. Let me start talking to you about names that were abandoned in order for God to make them prophets. It's people like Abraham. Abraham, come out of your father's house. It is a name there, Abraham. That Abraham name makes you behave in a certain way. It makes you worship certain idol. It makes you do certain things. It makes you make certain decisions in a certain manner. It is just the Abraham way of doing things. In order for you to be my prophet, you must become an illegal person in many lands. How does an illegal person live? They live on the edge. They are not able to settle down. So the reason why Abraham never settled down is because he was illegal. He didn't have a name any longer. Once he's been abandoned, once he's abandoned his father's house, he has to be on the run everywhere. Because if they ask for his citizenship, by the name of the law of the Lord that called him, he's not allowed to mention his father's house anymore. Do you know that there are still times where you're still able to mention your father's house? It is still a number two in your heart. It is still an option. There's still an option there somewhere. Your father's house is the things you knew before you came into mission. How does a man live in mission? You live on the edge. You don't know if this house is going to be your main house. So let's take advantage of this house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, you don't know if today's food is going to be your last food, so let's share today's bread. Mm-hmm. The falling of manna to the Israelites is a breaking of bread amongst people who do not belong in any land. So the Lord said, eat today and don't save for tomorrow because where you live now is not your country. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Where you live now, is not your country and I'm breaking into what I'm trying to say soon about the prophet it is a name so if my if I've abandoned that name I become illegal because guess what I can't speak my father's name anymore David Abraham let's speak about Christ you see Christ's birth was intentional his mother is the only human being in his blood Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. His, his father is not a human. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Jesus' father is not a human. Mm. You do know how he was born. Mm. So, in the eyes of the law, can Jesus run a campaign to be a king on earth? No. He's not legally allowed. Yeah. So, God can use Christ to do a movement because there is no part of him that would desire the things of the world he's not even physically able to do you know what I'm saying so a prophet I need you guys to get this thing you know a prophet is a man who I don't know what circumstance it was but you're not able to go back to your father's house He's instructed them in that chapter there. They must make sure they never go back to Egypt. 
you a prophet is a person who by no means necessary are you able to go back to what you called your father's house you have literally abandoned a life you lived before that name is not yours so then it speaks about then i have a son and i gave him a name i gave him a name above every other name this name people say that it is the name of jesus right that is what everybody will tell you listen it is the name of the family he said that he is the father of the family in heaven the father of the a family on earth what is the commonness of a family it is their name in order for you to operate as a prophet in this world i need you to abandon the house that you came from and this is why I had to switch up the scope because no one's going to say, oh, now he's preaching against parents. Or he's preaching. They're going to misconstrue these words. But at a point, you, when you get this word, then you understand who you guys are. You guys are prophets. Mm-hmm. What is the work of a prophet? The work of a prophet is to lash words, mm-hmm. to hit words in a zone, a country, an atmosphere, until people are stirred by that word. Do you get what I'm saying? There was a Muslim cleric that I've told you guys about that from France, from France, he led a revolution in Iran. Why? This man, well-learned, a doctor, he lived in a room half of this place. This area was the room that they abandoned him to. Iran exiled him out of the country. He was abandoned to a place just the size of this room. He went and bought a radio so that he can be broadcasting his messages so that he can be broadcasting his messages from a tiny square box room in france and every morning this prophet will be eating words into iran speaking about idolatry speaking about every evil that took place in the country and the uni students the kids they began to get stirred up they were stirred up to the place that the president of iran had to get in a plane and leave the country because the kids became so furious, <coughs> they became so furious with the words of the prophet, they rose. And all of a sudden, there was a revolution in Iran. Mm. They marched down to the American embassy and they tore the embassy to pieces. Mm. I need you to understand the role of a prophet so that you don't demand much from life. Understand that what God does with a prophet is he gives him a name above every other name. I need you to understand your name. Your name is called Word. And I'm telling you these messages now, but they're not messages for young people. These are, these are mature messages. If you're able to sit in your room and understand your name is not Emmanuel, You've been called into an order of a family called Word because it said in the beginning was what? Did it say in the beginning was Jesus? Did it say in the beginning was Christ? It said in the beginning is this family called Word. This family called Word, they they existed in the beginning and they occupied the whole of heaven and they decided they wanted to occupy earth. It's a family, they called Word. This family began to create and draw things out of themselves. It is called word. And now this family looks for people to adopt into their household. How? They first give Binta a reason to abandon her family name. Because they don't do double barrel name. They don't do word shodake. It is just word. 
Do you get what I'm saying? They don't even do Binta. The name Binta is not even a name. It is called word. When a man is able to sit in the corner of the room and understand that I am the word reading a Bible. And the longer you can soak into such realization, you're able to understand what you are to human beings in this world. That you, so he said that I found myself in the volume of the books. There are words there in this written Bible. There are words there that belong to the family. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Please, listen to me very carefully. So that you can take your place in society. Your name is not Donnell. There is a woman who gave birth to a child called Danelle, but she did not know that she was giving birth to an illegitimate child. She did not know. She, she, you don't know that Mary's birth is just one of many. How many, all of your parents gave birth to a child that they did not consume with your father? And that's the reason why you're sitting here. You're sitting here because they thought that you were born off of a night of love, but there was a something that got in the way. That night, something got in the way, and they produced a, that. That family work produced another member. Mm. You're only here because you're realizing that I'm not part of my family. Mm. There's a reason. So why do I behave this way? And what the world continues to do is bring you to a place where you can realize your family culture. So somebody calls themselves spark exposed. No, you're not spark exposed. You're helping me understand where I'm from. Because it's at the point of you seemingly exposing me that my family begin to taunt me. Now, if my family taught me, I, I need to react according to who I am. You will notice that it is at this moment that certain people are leaving your midst. Those people are not born of the word family. So they, they, they snapped. Do you know the thing about word is in the midst of the tornado of word, everybody believes that they're a believer. But it means external factors need to come in to slap some people to say, guy, you're not word, you're not word. And then they wake up and they're like, what is this? I am not word, I am Johnson. And they walk out. It is very fine. It's very fine because the Johnson family need to bring that person to remembrance. Yeah. Guy, you're from this family. What is going on? But you see, those of the word family, they began by saying to Jesus, are you not the son of that carpenter? No, 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 no. My birth was illegitimate, guys. I don't have a passport. I'm not even an Israelite. Do you know that Jesus is not even a Jew? He's not, but he's just pretending. All the time he's pretending. I have to pretend so that I can com complete what I have to do in this country. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? So, all of you now, what is this world doing? It's bringing to remembrance of a family culture. As I sit in my room now, I just say, this is the word reading a Bible. And I'm discovering myself. Finding myself. That's what it means. Is that to find yourself in the volume of the book. Do you know what it means? It's saying. It's saying that there's a guy called Corridor, and if you're really called as word, if that's really your family and who you are, this guy called Corridor, he has no choice but to speak in my name because he's from this family. <clears throat> Do you hear what I'm saying? And then the Lord goes on to say, if you ever want to catch a man who claims to be in this family. Every word he says will never come to pass. 
We are a family called word. When this word wants to be flesh, what does it do? It possesses a person. When it wants to be spirit, it exists beyond a person. It exists as a people. Do you understand? Look, look at your hand. Look at your hand. This is not flesh. This is supernatural. If you are born of word, this thing now is not flesh. It is supernatural. Guess why? The first member of our family, the first member of our family, he took to heaven this thing. And he exists there now with this. Just to let us know and to prove to us and keep it in the family record that there are members of the word family on earth. You are called aliens, existing superterrestrial beings. And, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? You're not, you're not held back by the laws of the world. It is that every time you come to a Red Sea, you, you dis mm. Every time you come to a Red Sea, a Red Sea exists so that you can show yourself. In the beginning of your youth, you did not know how to control the words that made you. So God had to put you in difficult positions for you to see that you were supernatural. Do you understand? So when you're watching these movies and the, the little kid who has superpowers stumbles into his, his abilities, the Red Sea, because they've been in slavery, don't ever hear what I'm saying. They've been in slavery for 400 years. They've forgotten, they've forgotten they're a word family. They've forgotten that they're a word family. So the Lord had to bring them to a Red Sea, to a, a no-go area, for them to realize that we're not normal people. Because 400 years made them think that they were Egyptian. 400 years made them think they were Egyptians. So the first person God called out of them was called Moses, a prophet. That's the man that was speaking about this. So he said to them that he will raise a prophet from amongst you like me. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? Like me. Moses said, I thought I was Egyptian too, guys. But this word family appeared to me when? When they casted me into the wilderness. When I was on my own there, certain things happened and I realized that I'm not normal. A dead-end situation. Are you guys getting what I'm saying though? For Moses, he has to realize that he is actually word. Moses is not Moses. So he said that Moses' ordination took place in the wilderness. When the Lord said, kneel down Moses, why? You're standing on, on holy ground. He then ordained Moses that day as God. His own appointment was not pastor. His own appointment was not evangelist. He said, I ordain you now as word. Go into Egypt and speak the word to this man, Pharaoh. So Moses comes back to his family members, but it's to, he said, bring them to the wilderness so that they can be my people. The bringing to the wilderness is not come so that you can suffer. It's come so that in the harshest of environment, I can prove to you that you're not really an Egyptian person. I can prove to you that you're not really like a no. I need to prove to you that you're from a family called Word. This word family, it is water. It, it can exist in every terrain. So this, they told you that the sea parted. And I said to them on the periscope, on the sky, the sea didn't part. They diffused through it. 
When water meets water, let me say when the waters cover the seas, like the prophet was speaking about. He said when water meets water, it is just the moving of osmosis is the moving of particles from a high concentration to a lower concentration. It is just that there is many of us here and we need to get there. It is just the passing through. What the Egyptians saw with their eye was a sea pattern and people walking. If people walked in the Red Sea, go and show me the footprints. <laughs> go and show me the footprints. You, you're not able to, right? It's not people. It's not people that, that came into, into that situation. So God had to bring them to that situation for them to understand who they are. If what I'm saying is not enough for you, then you remember that when Jesus came to walk on water, yeah. if it was that they parted the sea, Jesus too would have parted the sea yeah. that day. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. he came to show us how they crossed the Jordan. He said that the, the, the disciples were trying to get to Gennesaret to land, and they saw their master walking, and he told them, Come and join me. Hmm. Let us get to land because we've done this before. Yeah, yeah, Our yeah, family yeah, has done yeah, it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not speaking about water outside. Mm. I'm talking to you guys about the situation in a nation. Yeah. How God has this family. They call prophets. He said, do well to listen. <clears throat> do well to listen to them carefully. A man can cause revolution from his bedroom. A man can sit down in the corner of a room. They exiled him. They exiled him. He was not allowed to carry his bag. He was not allowed to carry any piece of luggage. This man. No piece of luggage. They abandoned him, sent him to France. He crossed his leg, sat down, put on the radio, and began to lash words. For up to two to three years, hitting hard words into the Iranian airwaves and young boys started getting uncomfortable and started saying, what's up with our nation? This man is saying something, a prophet. It's not about Muslim and Sikh and Christian. I'm talking to you about the ability to enter into the family called yeah. word. Yeah. Word will bring revival, whether it's Muslim revival, Arab revival, or Christian revival. Word will bring revival. Yeah. When God wants to stir the movement of a country, he, give, he gives his birth name to somebody. When God wants to change the situation in Saudi Arabia, he will give his name, word, to an imam in a mosque somewhere who will just wake up and just be against the Saudi Arabian government. And that day, that man will begin, it will be that man's sole ambition to speak words. Do you, I don't know if you can get what I'm saying. He's just speaking words against something. Bam, 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 bam. Students rose up and tore down the American embassy. Then they called for the the imam, they called for the man from France. They said, come and rule us. Come, we've, we've displaced the king now, come. The guy got on the plane, landed in Iran. Come and see the millions of crowd. Many of them have never seen him before. Not from TV, he don't have TV. He was speaking into a radio, broadcasting 7 to 9.30 every Tuesday, just like that. Speaking a subject matter and not changing the subject matter. Mm -hmm. Do you know how to take your field now? Mm -hmm. When you just you're just committed that this is what I'm going to be saying and begin to speak. Uh, when then you, you talk, 
you get a subject matter and you're just slamming that thing. It can be something in your pharmaceutical field. And you're hitting that thing 7 to 9 30 every Wednesday. It is just you. No, no give up, no surrender. You're just talking. And all of a sudden, one person that stood up comes to your meeting and he's irritated. Before the end of the month, there's 10. You're talking like that, talking like that. Until those 10 come back, there's a hundred of them listening. Mm. This is how this man was speaking until millions of a nation just said, we've had enough. Mm. I'm cold. I am a prophet. The, the prophets have abandoned a name, but not abandoned. It's that he found them. I have found David, a man after my heart. <coughs> He's from this family. I just came to show him and bring him into the realization of the family. Is it too hot here? Mm. Uh, it's too hot. And bring him to the realization of the family. I don't know what, if you guys are getting what I'm trying to say. This Deuteronomy is speaking about a class of people. So I'm talking here to prophets, people now. They got to understand who they are. They got to, you got to understand. See, the prophet is not in this for gold or silver. Yeah? The prophet is not in this for gold or silver. He's here to control much more than that. Is here to control much more than that. It is the movement of blood to water. Mm. It is that movement. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. It is that movement. The day the Nile turned red is the day the Israelites got guaranteed that they can pass through it. Mm. It must, it must have a, a piece of DNA there for them to move through. Mm. It is the movement of blood to water. That is, that is what the prophet just does. You you remember how these prophets will speak? They will speak, they will speak, they will speak, they will speak, they will speak. Elijah will come to a woman, <coughs> a woman who has nothing in her home. Go and bring vases. Instruction of word to change situations. So I'm just looking now and I'm just saying there, there has to be a thing that holds me that does not allow me to be normal. Mm. There has to be something that pricks me that does not allow me to go into my family life, that does not allow me to be accepted amongst my people. Mm. It is that status that Jesus held. So now, do you understand when Paul prayed the prayer saying, there is a thorn in my flesh. Mm. I have prayed for this thorn to be removed, but the Lord said, no, I'm just going to give you more grace. Mm. Do you know what that thorn was? There was something that disqualified Paul or Saul or whatever. There's something that disqualified him from being an apostle. Mm. There's something that disqualified him. He didn't share it with us. But you see that thing. He said that that thing, he said that thing forced him into prayer many times. Mm. That thing made him feel like, am I really called? It is that thing. God needs to keep that thing so that he can depend on the family name. Because if God removes that thing and all of a sudden Paul now looks perfect to people, it's easy for him to fall back on being a lawyer. It's easy for him to fall back in being a Jew, a Benjamin. It's easy for him to fall back. There's something that God left in that man, a very terrible thing, but God left it there because he has to lean on the word family. They're exposing you. They're not exposing you. They're giving you reason to never, ever wake up and boldly say, I'm a born of pastors like nation. Do you know how great our church is? Mm -hmm. It's got to be that 
that name has to be so bad. Let me just lean on God because I'm crushed now. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Listen, um, Jesus already knows he can't brag about his mom and dad. He can't because he already knows that his dad is not even really his dad. Let nobody find that one out. Do you hear what I'm saying? Let me just do what I have to do and keep it moving. He's not his dad. I don't have a dad. <coughs> the way I was born, I'm, I'm illegal. I'm not even a Jew. Mm. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, if, if you're not a Jew, you're not qualified to preach to the Jews. Yeah. If they find out that this guy's dad is not his dad, and then they're now going to look into, okay, Mary, who did you sleep with? Mm. If they don't find someone, what will happen? This man is disqualified. Yeah. It is like, don't find yourself in our synagogue to say nothing. Because as far as we know, if maybe your dad was an Egyptian. Mm. And if he was, you're the, lo- you're the last person that can talk to us about coming. <laughs> there has to be a disqualification in order to lean. There has to be. There has to be something that does not allow you to hold onto that name. So these are prophets. I just wanted to share this word with you so that to bring you into a, an understanding that I feel I, I, I stepped into. The prophet is not here for gold and silver. Mm-hmm. It is the sharpening of word, the sharpening of his craft, the sharpening of the ability to speak God's counsel. Mm-hmm. He said, listen to him and listen carefully to him. This is the prophet. You have years in front of you left. You guys are young people, you've got years in front of you left. But in, at what in what viewpoint do you choose to live your life of these years, the years of that life? Is it chasing a glory that may not be given to you? Is it chasing wealth that you may never capture? Listen, sit on your stool as a prophet. Do you know what I mean by sit on your stool as a prophet? Sit in your corner and choose to just know more of the word family. And just be, just grow in delivering word amongst wherever you are. Just choose to grow in that. That is the man God called. He is God's instrument to the nation. If you want the easiest way to travel to the nation, it is to be a prophet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is the easiest way to land yourself in front of kings. The reason why Paul went to speak in front of kings is not because his word was so mad. It's not because this guy just preached a mad word, now the king was here of this world. <laughs> you know, sometimes we don't see the word clearly. Do you know that it was persecution that got him in front of the kings? Do you know that one day they said he's speaking against the law? This is against our culture as Christians or as Jews. What he's saying is not right. So they wanted to put him in jail. They, they raised an investigation against Paul. They investigated him to the point where they took him before council. What took Paul before the nations was investigation. What took Paul in front of kings is not that, oh wow, this guy has to be Oh wow, ah, did you hear when he joined this with that? No. 
when they grabbed Paul, it was that you're chatting rubbish, man. Yeah. Come, come. Listen, everything you're doing is crap. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what took Paul in front of kings. That he then had to go in front of kings and speak to them. But the way they gave him the word, the way that family had already possessed Paul, by the time Paul got in front of the judges and the kings and he begins to speak, they said that something will stir in them and then they too will begin to get converted and uh, shut up, stop talking. They don't want to hear him speak. No, no, don't let, do not dare let this guy talk. <coughs> if this guy speaks, it is just a... So let us understand God's tool for transporting people into prominence. It is not through glory. It is through Persecution, I think was the Alex began there. What is persecution? Persecution is the only way God knows how to build his story. Because he was so heartbroken in the beginning, the pain of seeing man fall, the only recollection God can get of getting people's attention is heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. What was God's first emotion? Love? Yes. And then heartbreak. Heartbreak is what then got the whole world's attention to hear what does God have to say. He said that this man broke my heart. I start heartbreak that keeps on letting, making God feel. If I'm going to use Evan, I need a moment where she's going to break the hearts of her family. I'm looking for a situation where Ray can be a disappointment to the world. Is that disappointment that they will now come to trial him and then he can speak for me? Mm. But you know what I'm saying? Yes. It is the, the life of a prophet is not to move and swan around like a king. He is moving from one persecution to the other, proclaiming what is called word. Mm. That is what took Jesus from Gennesaret to Galilee. It is now we've given so much word here. There's a crowd, not a crowd that is for us, a crowd that is against us. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You know, Jesus was gathering crowd at that time. Why was he gathering crowd? Was he gathering crowd because everybody loved him? Jesus' crowd was because the Pharisees and Sadducees hated him. They hated him so much that it promoted what he was saying. So people wanted to hear yeah. what's this guy chatting about yeah, yeah. that our priests, preachers, and pastors don't like. Yeah. And crowd will come to meet at the place of persecution. As they're persecuting, he's still speaking what they're not used to hearing. Yeah. That is what you're called for. So I'm letting you know now as prophets. To become one with the word. Why? Whatever is swirling around now is bringing questions. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, people you've never spoken to want to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Make sure at the tip of your mouth is called word. If not, you say the wrong thing, then it's like, oh, they're dumb anyway. So. No, you must have what at one sentence will crush the heart of someone. Mm-hmm. And when you now leave, they say, no, that, what that guy said was a bit bad. I hope you know that's what happened. It is questions. It is questions. Now, that's what we're becoming. Have you noticed that from the... It was... I thought it was about long. Why is someone asking me... Oh, 
I just watched a press up of you guys. Why did that person say, I, I believe I, I only know pity, I don't know God? I said, ah, but <laughs> I thought you people were questioning law. Why is it? Why are you now questioning what our preachers are saying, our doctrine? And I said, no, 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 it's not, it's not wrong. These are the setups. Yeah. Someone is talking about how can Alex say God was in there. Mm. So I told Pastor Emma, send them Isaiah 50. Let them read it that he was in debt. When they read it and they said God spoke to his creditors, then I said to her, now you sent it to them. What did they say? The person didn't reply to me. <laughs> okay, now reply again and say, Ma, if you want to understand it, come to the service. Because what we're saying is not, we're not writing a book ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're reading the same Bible as yeah. you guys. They've just been given an extra oil of revelation. Yeah. <coughs> it's that oil of revelation that you're going to use to subdue people. Yeah. Let me tell you something. To the world, they say they wrote about us in the Times this. To the world, to the city, do you think they sit down there studying the article? Oh, pastor, they, 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 they in the city, they don't even know what pastor is. <laughs> I know, I worked there four years in the city trading. When I was going to church, they laugh at me. <laughs> they don't know what pastor is or they don't know about pastoral life and all these things that are coming. They don't know those things. To them, it's Saturday night, take the kids to play football. You know it's like, really. <laughs> take the kids to play football. When, when is pop night? Is it Saturday or Sunday? <laughs> what day is it? Huh? I'm not sure. Pop night. I think pop night is Saturday. Then after, no, pop night is Friday. Friday night. Friday night. Then Saturday is family cinema or something. Don't worry, you're breaking out of it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Then Sunday is take the kids to go play football, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That's what they know. As far as they're concerned, that whole article is times. It is called What is This? Mm -hmm. That article for them is just called What is This? Oh, Spat Nation, what is this? Yeah. What is this? So when they meet you, they're not going to be quoting like these idiots that will be quoting, ah, you guys say this, this, this. When you meet them, now they'll say, you were in the papers. Yeah. What was it about? Mm -hmm. What was it about? Do you know that manner is called what is this? Yeah. That is the definition of manner. So in the leadership class, I was going to speak about the miscarriage that took place in the wilderness. Because manner is the demand the world had for Christ before his time. Mm -hmm. Before he can be fully formed in the womb, mm -hmm. they demanded to eat of the bread of life that was not fully formed yet. Wow. It came down as manna, it was not yet fully formed. So God miscarried a child before Mary gave birth. The feeding of these guys, now all this thing is just man, it's just them, what is this thing? You are called now, guys, to mature quickly. Quickly. Don't let it be that at the encounter with these people, don't let it be that you're not ready to present yeah, yourself yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. It is now. Maturing must happen now in the word. Mature in the word to stand and speak. Because that is the glory that Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar that he could not do without Daniel. Mm. The ability to be fully formed in the word that there is so much asset to you mm. just by your voice. 
I gave them the fruits of the spirit. I resisted. And he said, and it tastes, so that is why Jesus' blood is, is related with wine, grape, it is fruit. You're going to drink of and eat of the body of Christ so that you, you can behave like him. Yeah. There's something about peace. Yeah. Being peaceful. Do you know that people react with um, when there is there is when there is fear? Like for instance, something that happened the other day, and I was speaking to one of our leaders and giving it to him because he's just inciting fear amongst my people, and I don't like it. Any of you, if who you know me, if there is something that is bad amongst us, or if there's something dangerous, my first thing is what PT has told me, which is you gotta be the most calmest in the room. Mm-hmm. Because once you now throw your stuff and you're running, everybody's if if I run out of this room, will you not all run out? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's like are you all are you guys going to wait to know what did he know? No, I know for fact Nana will be how the way because he just said if Pio is running for something in this room, everyone's gonna walk out. Think about it. If I'm here, he must come there. I don't shout now. If I just shout now and scream, and open the door and run, all of you guys are coming out. No one person's gonna stay here like I'm just gonna be here. People start thinking that maybe there's one thing that you know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's something you saw here that's going to deal with us so you bring it up. Listen, it is peace. Peacefulness. Do you know that Jesus even spoke about creditors and not? He just said, if you are owing someone, you guys need to read your Bible. He said, if you are owing someone, he said, go and speak to them. So that they don't take you to the law courts and put you where? In jail. In jail, you, so Jesus covered every dimension. He's like, listen, if you're owing someone, it's not like my father's again. These people are using um, financial things to judge God's word. Mm. Jesus said, if you're owing someone, this is a very simple thing. Make sure you're talking to them. Yeah. You call them. Let them know, hey, I will pay you back this, that, or whatever. If you don't do that, he said that person will put you in jail. Simple. It's not a spiritual thing. Oh, no, I'm going to jail with the spiritual stuff. No. Did you call the guy you were owing? No. So that's why they did it. You can't now go owe someone and they never hear from you. They're going to panic. If it's me, and I've given someone 100 pounds, and I never see them again in my life, even me, I would say, that's a bit weird. You're not finished. It's true. This is Jesus talking about something. So we now know, that's what PT was saying, if you've ever borrowed to solve, if you're not managing that thing, it's not a seed. Yeah. It's no longer a seed. You sit down with your people, you face them. Let me tell you something. They're not going to cut your head. If they cut your head, they won't get the money. It's just very simple. And if they don't know that, tell them. Just so say, Ma, I'm here. I don't have anything, but don't cut my head. Because if I, you cut my head, you're never going to get the money. And I know you want to do that. Simple. If you come into business with someone, do you get what I'm saying? So it is these gifts of the Spirit, forbearance. What else again was there? As I close off, I just want to read off the... the love, joy, peace. Love, joy, peace. Kindness. Kindness. Goodness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Gentleness and self-control. Self-control. Gentleness and self-control. Now, 
I end up on this note saying God is raising prophets for this nation. And don't forget that scripture we read in Deuteronomy. We spoke about the prophet. We spoke about the man he's raising. Moses went on to say that God is raising someone like he raised me yeah. for this nation. That is you and I. That is you and I. We move forward with this knowledge and this should be all that is cornered in your heart. Do not demand for any other thing from the Lord. It is a name is all you need. Mm -hmm. You just need that name and you now have that name. Mm -hmm. It is moving in the confidence of that name. Stop being subdued by your many months and years in adoption by this family you came from. Mm -hmm. Don't let that culture subdue you. It was an adopting. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. If you, if you don't, if you delay to understand this, you will be like Moses. Moses was a man from the family called Word, but they sent him into adoption into Egypt. In that basket, when he was taken by Pharaoh's maid servant, he entered a life as an Egyptian <clears throat> because he was not able to realize assignment and his calling as Word. He was then subdued to cleanse himself for 40 years. 40 years. It took Moses 40 yeah. years to come to the realization yeah. that he's yeah. not yeah. an Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah. The longer it takes you to realize what I'm saying, God does not have like, oh, in, you know we have these spiritual things. Oh, in heaven, they've written, uh, heaven will be great at 30. No, no, it is... There's something called understanding. Mm. The gift of understanding is one of the um, seven spirits of God, right? Yes, Isaiah 11 was totally preached about it. Yes, the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, right? Mm. This thing called understanding, it said that, let me tell you someone who craved understanding so much. His name was Daniel. Mm. It yeah. said that he got on his knees to pray for understanding. And the angels told him, because of this thing you pray for, this is why you know these things. Do you know that there's a state of understanding you can have? That God is forced to use you now. If I have James and I have Pastor Ray, if Pastor Ray understands the assignment I want to set ahead of James, who will I send to go and complete the mission? I'm going to send a man who understands. It has nothing to do with their age. God uses his men, he uses his family members according to the understanding. So when Jesus stood to be used, what did he say? I have come, as it is written of me, in the volumes of the book to proclaim the good news to the poor. Do you remember that? This is straight after leaving the wilderness. That means at the age of 30, Jesus then came to the understanding. Do you get what I'm saying? It, it is at that age he came to the understanding. For Solomon, at the bedside of David at 15, David begins to give him words to bring him into the understanding that, guy, you're going to rule now. This is what you must do. This is what you should do. He brought Solomon into an understanding. How old was Solomon? 15 years old. It is not down to your age. It is down to how quick you understand the mission. I'm speaking to you all now as prophets. I'm saying that is your call. You're not like members or just normal people or stuff like that. You, it is, you are prophets. Prophets are those who have a bad name. 
that bad name is because they were not from that family. They're illegitimately born kids. Mm -hmm. They are the Virgin Mary birth all over again. Mm -hmm. They don't really belong to the families they think they belong from. Mm -hmm. <coughs> They're born of the Spirit. Let's just rise on. 